Hi, welcome everyone to another episode of Hacker Tribe, when we interview founders around how they're hacking their way around the world's problems. Uh, I am your host, Daniel, and here with me we have Bryce. Hey, Bryce, how are you? I'm doing well, Daniel. How are you doing? Doing pretty well. Thank you for asking. Um, so, Bryce, can you tell us a little more about yourself, uh, the company you're building, and who you guys are? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for asking. Um, so, like Daniel said, my name is Bryce Reich. I am a co-founder and chief strategy officer over here at Harness. Um, I am a, a Navy veteran as well. Uh, and yeah, so I, I'm from Southern California. I'm someone who's very passionate about startup communities and, and creating and, and growing them. Um, so that's a little bit about me. Um, but for our company itself, Harness, we actually originally started um, our, with our CEO, who is my co-founder and who is one of, or a veteran that I was uh, stationed with. And he was up in Berkeley and, and had some trouble connecting with entrepreneurship community up there and just really getting attached to the resources available for uh, Berkeley students itself. So he built out a portal as a side project for founders to find co-founders and interns and advisors, and then also for mentors to, men uh, to mentor uh, individual students or alumni as well. Um, and so that's how it originally started, but now we've grown to uh, supporting all startup and entrepreneurship uh, communities like governments, universities, community colleges, nonprofits, for-profits, anywhere from small little clubs and venture studios all the way up to massive programs that have, you know, five, 10, 20,000 people within it. Um, and so for what we do, we provide a white labeled platform for these individual organizations for them to allow uh, to support their entrepreneurship community. And that'll be able to engage, track, and support the community itself. Um, but then once they go into it, the individual users have access to the whole entire harness network, not just their own entrepreneurship community. And so um, this whole concept of community has always been a, quite a hard problem to tackle, right? And, and different people give partial, very niche solutions to that. I think the best tool that comes to mind is um, Discord. Mm -hmm. Discord is great for hosting communities, um, but it's just a big piece of the puzzle of being able to support communities regardless of, what, of who they are. Um, how does Harness fit into that puzzle of supporting a community? Yeah, so I mean, you can look at like Discord, Slack, uh, Facebook groups, all, uh, LinkedIn groups, LinkedIn pages, um, and all of them have great attributes. But the issue is, is that they're only hitting a sliver of, of what's what communities need. And so for us, what we've been able to do and saying, okay, well, we've really refined it to where we know what entrepreneurship communities thrive on and what they need, which are uh, talent, mentorship, money, and resources. And so we were able to kind of provide that all in, in one area. Um, and the way that we've approached it is allowing for us to launch into these individual ecosystems or individual communities and have it fully brand to their organization. And what that allows them to do is still maintain their brand credibility, um, but it also allows them to support their, you know, their individual users as well and track the data on how many jobs are being created, how much funding is going on, how many mentor meetings, what communication is going on within the community. 
Um, and so when you look at like Slack and Discord um, and, and some of the other platforms, um, the, the things that they lack on is first off, the tracking capabilities isn't high. And also the user experience is, is not faced as this is a community for actual interaction, but more so this is a community for just communication. Um, and so what we did was we know that Slack does a really good job on communication. And so internally in our system, we built uh, a ch our chat function to be very similar to Slack with public channels, private channels, um, tagging. And, you know, even if you look at Slack, um, they kind of took the Discord model of being able to kind of connect communities a little bit um, with the Slack connect. We've already been doing that to where somebody at UC Berkeley can talk to um, and chat and be in the same group as somebody from Startup Lloyd Minster over in Canada or somewhere in Somalia. Um, and so really allowing that interconnectivity. So the whole, what I see here is um, when you guys took harness, mm -hmm. uh, you looked at, okay, everyone's trying to tackle this, com this community problem, right? How to con maintain communities. And then you just pick the niche of, okay, let's go in for entrepreneurial communities. Um, but then, then again, it's, uh, I, I find, I find that a bit complicated also because entrepreneurship is, is, is also so wide range, right? You can be an entrepreneur, but be an entrepreneur is a not-for-profit. Mm -hmm. uh, you can, you can entrepreneur, a social justice entrepreneur or hard tech. Mm -hmm. Um, how have you found have you found a way to cater to can to this diverse definition of entrepreneurship, or do you guys have an even more strict definition of exactly who your ideal user or ideal community is? Yeah, so we don't we don't per se have a uh, strict. This is what an entrepreneur is, um, nor is it our place to tell what an entrepreneur is. Uh, mm -hmm. An entrepreneur could be somebody who works in a corporation and just has that more of the uh, the ability and the drive to be an intrapreneur or like right. you're talking about these social entrepreneurships or these nonprofits or anything like that. Um, so what we've been able to do though is really uh, bring in, bring all of them together in, in one place. I will say we do have a lot of tech. Majority of it is, you know, the startup, the traditional kind of startups um, and this tech and hardware and, and, and stuff like that. But we also do have brick and mortar stores on on our site. We do have like estheticians because something that's a value is the way that startups and entrepreneurs work. Uh, in, in our in in my mind, at least, the entrepreneur. Hello. It is, and you can apply it to these small hey, businesses. Uh, oh. It cut off for like a good 10 seconds, 15 seconds. So, <laughs> okay, sorry about that. No, it's okay. Let's just give it a, let's just give it a five. I know you were really into the answer, so I just give it a five second silence and uh, you can pick up on, pick up on that answer again, okay? Yeah. So. So for our platform, what we're what we're doing is is we've 
we've catered to those social entrepreneurs, those not the nonprofits, brick and mortars, um, service industry. We do have majority tech or hardware, um, but that's not refraining us from being able to support everybody else. Um, something that we've seen a value though, is that the startup community or a startup mindset and entrepreneurial mindset, um, when it comes to the new wave, which is, you know, maybe the lean startup model or canvas model, um, that kind of mindset and, and that ability to uh, critically think, uh, pivot when needed to, is so valuable for all types of entrepreneurs. And that's something that I've, I, we've, we've talked about a lot. And so that's why we kind of put them all together because a lot of our mentors, some of them are not even entrepreneurs, but they've done, they've been in the corporate world for so long and they know business development really well, or they know certain industries really well. And so they can provide value. Um, and so that's kind of what we've, what we've built, uh, in that, in that realm. And what is your user acquisition strategy here? Um, given that, that, that you're casting this net on, on entrepreneurs. And I completely, I completely agree with, um, your definition of entrepreneur. It doesn't really have to be someone who's done, who's going to create the next decacorn, right? It, it can be a PM inside of a fan company. It can be mm -hmm. as much of an entrepreneur there as one who's trying to build the next stripe. Mm -hmm. So how do you, how, what is your customer acquisition strategy here to go and capture both of these kinds of people? Yeah. So our customer acquisition. So the way that we work is we're kind of like that B2B to C. Um, we license our, our platform out to organizations, and then they have a community within their uh, organization. And we have some tools and everything to help them with community growth. But it is, you know, it does have uh, our, our main our main source of sales is at, at this moment is going to be to the to the businesses or organizations. And so what we've been doing over the last year and a half uh, has or about two years now has been directly to um, our enterprise contracts, which will be, you know, obviously a little bit longer contract length, a little bit longer uh, sales process. And what we were doing for the first year and a half, two years was really proving the concept of what we were doing, proving that people were going to pay and also proving what's the cap and what's the lower end of what people are going to pay. Um, and so once we got to a really good point where we really got all this data, what we wanted to do was shift it over because it wasn't a cheap product at that point. Um, we wanted to shift it over to a freemium model. And so in September, we're actually uh, launching a freemium model to where uh, we are able to decrease our prices a lot. And this is going to help us accelerate growth. And so what we've been doing for acquisition on not only the freemium, but some of the other uh, before when we were just strictly SaaS is as an early stage startup, your credibility is not super high and so what we've been doing is partnering up with organizations that have a ton of credibility um, that believe in what we're doing and we believe in what they're doing so for what example is, can you name some of those organizations yeah. i'm very curious yeah so for example um within the college space uh the collegiate entrepreneur organization they have uh 250 chapters and that means 250 chapters around the world and so for us going and trying to close all those individual schools would take us forever. And now that we're partnered, have an official partnership with collegiate entrepreneur organization, 
we're now the the single source platform for all of those chapters. And now we're launching in all 250 of those chapters over the next six to eight months. Um, so that would be one of them. Um, we have a couple other that are in the workings right now. We're, we're working on some MOUs that'll put us into another anywhere from 300 to 1,000 organizations. Um, but that's how we've been working with it. Um, but I mean, if you even look at, uh, if you look at kind of just say, for instance, Start Canada, uh, they have 50 communities and we're launched with two of their communities and we're just, you know, doing some testing for them right now. Um, but that would be another great avenue source of partnering with them. And then now we're in 50 communities across Canada. Um, you know, so there's a lot of organizations like that and I can't, I can't name all the ones that we're in conversation with yet. Um, but yeah, that's kind of been our, our, our model. Um, we have a small team and, and we have people that believe in us and, and organizations that believe in us though. So this has had the biggest return on, um, user or customer acquisition. That's great. So you guys leverage a small team to, instead of going directly to the B2C route, you became B, B2B by getting distribution partners. You're getting community distribution partners from what I hear. Yeah, essentially um, that, that's one avenue. And then we still do like where I reach out to individual organizations too, but uh, that allows us to have multiple flows uh, and funnels. And so talk to me a little bit more about the size of, of this market, of this problem, right? Um, because I always found that a, quite a bit hard to kind of grasp the, the size of the problem of connecting communities together. So what, what is your addressable market here? Yeah, I mean, so right now there's about uh, um, about a million uh, startup or entrepreneurship communities globally. Okay. Um, if we're looking at, you know, what, what is the, take a, a percentage of that, we've been working off of about 25 to 30% of that. Uh, assuming that's what we'll collect over the next, you know, five years. Um, and, and at that point, uh, you know, we do have some enterprise pricing in different, in different tiers. Um, but just with, with our SaaS model, um, you know, we're, we're over a, a five to $10 billion opportunity. Um, but what we are transitioning to eventually in the future is also allowing organizations to charge their members, uh, pricing. And, and we would be taking a, a percentage of that as well. Um, so that's that's still to be calculated on on what exactly will we be making off of these individual users as well okay and so and but in, under your current model right under the distribution partner model yes. um what what do your unit economics look like um what is the what is the average cost to get what is your cac um what is the can, if you can talk about the length of these contracts, uh, it's mm -hmm. how pretty much how entrenched one is, what does it cost to acquire these communities and two, how deeply entrenched these communities become within your platform? Yeah. So, um, so, I mean, I think the, the customer acquisition cost, first off, I think for very early stage startups is, 
arbitrary. It's not, uh, there's no accurate number um, because mm -hmm. salespeople aren't getting paid what they should be getting paid traditionally or commissions are, are different. Or for me, I'm a co-founder and I'm doing all right. the same, right? Um, but we, we have calculated it um, and our customer acquisition cost is, uh, you know, about a about thousand dollars, fifteen hundred dollars um, for the distribution partners. We don't know what they are now um, okay. with the partners because it's we're launching that freemium version in September. So, okay. you know, in six months, I would love to give you that answer. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, but the 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 traditional lengths of the contracts too. Um, again, because we're early, we've been around for three years, you can't really have a definitive uh, realm, but we've had zero churn so far. I'll just, I'll okay. just leave that one. Um, okay, that's great. Everybody's re-upped on their contracts. That's awesome. So how long have you guys been around given that there's no churn? Yeah, three, uh, a little bit over three years now. Okay. Okay. And since you guys, you guys are making solid progress and how big is your team now? Three years, you already got a couple big partners. What, what does the team look like right now? Yeah, so we have, um, we have, we have myself as a co-founder, chief strategy officer. Um, we have our CEO and co-founder and our CTO and co-founder. Um, so those are gonna be the people in the founding roles. Um, but then we also have two uh, software engineers that are working with our team. And then we also have a head of customer success as well. Um, so we have uh, six people total full-time, and then we also have a part-time um, intern that's working with us. Um, yeah. And so that's Man, Everyone loves the intern. What was that? Everyone loves the intern. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's actually been working with, with us for, oh, man, I think uh, three years now. Um, so she, she's been awesome, uh, and she just works during the, during the summer times. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love summertime because it's um... – especially for startups, because that's when they start taking on interns and interns usually bring in the wackiest ideas ever. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, well, I mean, we're all we're all a set of underdogs. So I think everybody on our team uh, brings in innovative uh, and, and wacky ideas. So it's <laughs> great. And so the team has been going full steam ahead with this with this distribution through partners. Yep. But from what I hear, uh, I hear you, I, it, it sounds like you have a lot of hope on the on the premium model that you're gonna be launching in a couple of months. Um, why, talk to me more, like why, why go the premium route? What What benefit does that provide you over what you guys are currently doing? Yeah, so the freemium route, um, it's it's acceleration. You know, it's it's a right now that let's just give an example. So we actually officially launched, uh, announced our freemium waitlist because um, we're okay. not we're not launching everybody at once. Um, so we launched our freemium waitlist, I think less than forty eight hours ago, and we're already about one hundred twenty percent filled for our first month. Wow. And, nice. and that, and that, that amount is nearly as many organizations that we already have. On. So okay. be the perspective of, okay, this is, this is for our acceleration. Um, you know, we're at a part, 
point financially where we've raised some good money. We've also had uh, a good amount of sales to keep us to uh, be able to do the freemium route uh, and, and spearhead us. Um, so that's the first part. And also what this allows us to do though, is it opens up opportunities for organizations that we would have never originally worked with. Cause there's so many different types of organizations supporting entrepreneurship and startups and innovation that don't have a lot of money or don't have a lot of funds. Um, so something where it's either free or it's only 50 bucks or 200 bucks a month is so much more reasonable than pretty much all of our competitions anywhere from a thousand to $5,000 a month for the platform. Who's your, who's your direct competition? Yeah. So we have a, there, there's a few platforms out there. There's, um, you know, there's union, there's Star tree, there's Star space, there's, um, yeah. So th that would be probably the direct competition. Um, but again, nobody's doing it in the way that we're doing it. Um, not only, not just with the freemium model, um, but with, uh, you know, how we're, how we're approaching the white label and how we're approaching um, the multi-site community aspect either. Why do you think they haven't done it that way? Um, well, I think the, the freemium model is super expensive and it's a, okay. it's a risk people need. It's a risky move. Um, if it's not thought out, right. Um, this has been an extremely calculated risk that we've been working on for the last probably year now. Um, and because we've been able to have partners to do a mass launch with organ with many organizations, we've been confident in being able to say, okay, we're, we're going to go this premium. Um, but I think, yeah, it's an expensive model. And if you're, if your company is purely only sustained, you know, month by month by how many sales you're getting, um, and, and you know, that's how you've been, you, that's how you've been running it for two years. It's really hard to shift over to a freemium model. The only reason why we've been able to do it is because we've known for a long time that this is something that we'd want to do. So we've set ourselves up for success uh, over this past time. You planned for this for quite a while and I agree yeah. with you. I think freemium model is um, something quite hard to implement, especially, and especially if you're bootstrap, because uh, early stage startups are bootstrapped tend to live on this month to month basis, mm -hmm. almost, which don't have the same luxury as, um, as a BC backed um, venture. And, but I'm, be I'm very interested by the amount of interest that you got on the, on, on the freemium. So do you know where most of the interest is coming from? Yeah. So, uh, we, we did it, we did, honestly, I did one, one LinkedIn post and we've had, again, I did it. I did a video of launching it and we have a really strong community that backs harness heavily, whether they're with us or not. We have people giving us referrals, people just really supporting, you know, what we're doing. And I mean, we've had, I think almost 2000 views on that video in, 48 hours, um, you know, I think 70 or 80, you know, uh, com or yeah, between, I think actually a hundred interactions, whether they're comments or likes or something, um, okay. so be the, the, the first one. And then also, um, we, I, I did a small little cold email, just announcing it to people, a small group of people doing some AB testing on, on, okay. some, um, and that's why we've been able to hit it pretty, I mean, we were we were surprised that it was that quickly 
Uh, 120% in 48 hours is insane. <laughs> yeah. So, it, yeah, it is, it is insane. Um, so, cool opportunity. Um, and, but now it's just sustaining that. Now our goals are no are are you know probably about forty to fifty percent more than what they were two days ago. So okay, so and okay, so what are your goals over the next couple of months, and what are you excited about for the next couple of months? Uh, I know you have the premium model, but what else are are you guys very hyped about? Yeah, so with the freemium model, what's really exciting is we're actually building out a whole new admin dashboard that really makes it a lot more interactive with the data from their community. Um, and uh, along with that as well, it's going to be completely self-service, which is great for us because traditionally we're going back and forth for a few weeks, saying, looking at the designs, looking at everything. But somebody will be able to sign up. Um, well, I'll say they're on the wait list. They can sign up right now on the wait list uh, at uh, www.joinharness.com um, just with their email. But once they, once we officially launch it fully where there's no more wait list um, or if they're up on the wait list, um, it is, it'll take about five minutes to launch the platform, which nice. is making considering traditionally it takes, you know, weeks, um, for just conversations and interactions and, and all that. Um, so, so you'll be able to launch a full community in under five minutes. Yeah. As long as you have all your like images and, and designs, what you want. Uh, <laughs> if you don't have it, then, you know, let's, let's say 10 minutes. Uh, if 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Big time difference from five to 10 minutes to launch a full community. Yep. And how, how can our listeners keep up with what you're building and how can we hear more? Yeah. So, um, a few ways, uh, we're very active on, on LinkedIn and, and Twitter. Um, so you can go to LinkedIn and follow join harness. Um, you can also follow me directly. I give updates all the time. My name, again, Bryce Reich, um, on, on, on LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, but then also, if you do want to get involved and you're kind of interested in maybe tapping into it a little bit, um, you can also go to our website and reserve a seat um, with our platform. And when you reserve a seat, you're automatically going to get some monthly uh, um, newsletters about, you know, different blogs and different things that we've studied over the over the um, past few years, but then also product updates as well. Um, but yeah, and, and, and on there too, you'll be able to, you can schedule a meeting with me or, or anything like that, or, um, mess with me via LinkedIn too. And that sounds awesome, Bryce. I'm super excited on what's coming on for you guys. And for everyone listening, please check them out. Uh, and imagine just being able to launch a community under 10 minutes. Uh, that is insane. I think, um, what these guys are harness are doing is great. Please go check them out. Uh, so this is our the end for this episode. I want to thank you all guys for listening, and I will catch you all on the next one. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you, Daniel. Appreciate it.